Hey Hiller, welcome to another episode of She Moved Me, Wild and Wise Alchemy. I'm going to be talking to Crystal Ono today. She is an amazing spirit, a Reiki practitioner. She's an herb lover uh, and all things light and energy and uh, expansion and kundalini and all that jazz through the world of tarot. Um, and energy healing. So I hope you enjoy this conversation. All the places we're going to go. Listen to her story, Medicine, and I'll see you on the other side. Hello, hello. Hello. Crystal. I'm so happy to be here with you in this space today. <laughs> I'm so excited. Oh, awesome. Okay, so I'm going to ask you again. <laughs> <laughs> How's your heart? Oh, wow. You know, it changes from day to day, but today my heart feels rested and open. Mm. And open. Open. That's yes. always good. Rested and open. Yes. All right. We're going to jump right in. Um, for those of you who are listening after you've heard the live, Miss Crystal and I were on uh, on Sunday, not today, last Sunday, and um, we had a beautiful opening. And I say opening because the people have spoken and they want <laughs> They want a part two. So we're going to give them what they want um, <laughs> as soon as our schedules allow because because all the things, because we are mamas and um, we are caretakers and, and all that jazz as well. But it is coming. So this is Miss Crystal. I'm going to let her talk more in uh, this space. And we're going to get to know her and her story medicine behind what she does and why she does what she does. So I'm going to take a moment, Crystal, and if you would just intro yourself, um, you have the floor. Who am I? I am so many things to many people, but first and foremost to myself, I am a divine being just here on this planet learning to roll with the punches and invite joy and i'm seeking a joy i'm a joy seeker mm. a peacekeeper and a soft place to fall Ooh. a soft place to fall for myself and for people in my community if they'll have me that's what i aspire to the most can i just say how how, how poetry that is <laughs> <laughs> I wanted to be a writer a long, long time ago. So there's still a little bit of that in me. <laughs> oh, my God. How pros of you. Uh, yeah. For, uh, and also, for those of you who know, English is my first love. I say writing mm -hmm. is my first love, not so much gr grammar, although I used to teach it. But uh, the creative side of the way we put words together. Joy seeker, peacekeeper, a soft place to fall. Oh, that's delicious. 
it feels it feels like a beautiful thing it, it feels like an embodiment to me of something i yeah. of a vibe i always want to hold a vibe i always okay crystal yes i'm i'm can't write i'm writing as fast <laughs> as i can okay <laughs> You know, I have to take cliff notes. So when I post, of course, I get snippets <laughs> and you just gonna keep on throwing them after one another. A vibe I always want to hold. I love that. All right, let's jump into uh, where are you and what do you do? And then we'll segue into your story medicine. But I know you're on the East Coast and I keep trying to put you in central time. <laughs> <laughs> Who knows? You never know what the future will hold. I know. Maybe I'm jumping ahead of myself. I tend to do that. Um, But yeah, so you're on the East Coast. Tell us what the vibe is on the East Coast. The vibe, the frequency, the energy, not just regionally, but also in your space over there in, is it Baltimore? uh, You know, I'm wedged right in between Baltimore and D.C. I'm nestled in the suburbs. um, And I love to float back and forth between both of those cities because they're both so incredible. They both have such a unique culture. And they, I mean, the energy of being Black in those two cities, in these two cities, in this area, is so incredible. Um, Just an incredible amount of creativity and of love that people have for growing up in this area. And if you are from the DMV area, you know how much pride we have Mm. in being from this area. The culture is so unique and beautiful. Truly. I love that. My best friend is up there in DC too. She's been there so long. We actually call her DC. Um. It, it grabs a hold of you. It really does. It makes you fall in love. I mean, it's, it is, I mean, one of the best cities in the world. I just love it. <laughs> okay. I'm coming. I'm coming. Come on. I'm on my way for sure. <laughs> so in being that you're in such a creative, beautiful space, how did that, or how does it not just past, but also present, how does it shape your energy and frequency and your vibration in, in every day? You know, the, the really unique thing I feel like growing up here in this area is just to be a witness to how many incredible people and things come out of this space. And so mm-hmm. for me, it was really like, well, what is my thing? Yeah. And I didn't know what that was for a long time. I mean, I, I'm a few years into this life, but, you know, truly feel like I've only just found it. But it was truly about like, well, what is the way that I'm going to make a difference? What is the way that I'm going to give back while also, you know, giving myself um, the ability to ground into who I am? Because there is inspiration everywhere to be found in this area. And I know so many people doing incredible things that, you know, rather than say, well, you know, what am I going to be doing? What, you know, what do I have to offer? It's really about exploring those things without judgment. Like, what is the special part of you that Mm. you can give? Hmm. That's so good because um, I see on, of course, social media a lot. There's a lot of messages. There's a lot of you should, uh, don't do, do this, be this, don't be that. And the directives that we're giving people. And I always wonder as I'm scrolling and saving and screenshotting and blocking and muting. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Yep, that's me. And a lot of that too, don't worry. On my timeline, adjusting and readjusting. (laughs) Yes, boundaries. Um, 
because I, I want to cultivate more of what I want to see and I believe in that but I always my, my mind and spirit always goes to what are we giving permission what are we giving people permission to do um, is it more so just following the rules and lens of how we perceive life to be or are mm -hmm. we just giving them permission to be like to be a human being and not necessarily just a human doing um, and so I, I love what you just said about finding the beauty and creativity looking at the curators the creatives around you um, one thing I also believe and I just saw this as a meme of course uh -huh. <laughs> <laughs> all the memes but the meme um, it said uh, it doesn't matter how saturated the field is you know no it, nobody is doing what you're doing Yes. Or it hasn't been done specifically from you. And I think that's, um, let's, let's talk about the, the uniqueness in that and finding your lane. Um, yes. Being open to how your lane opens up in, in the world of, when we're talking about purpose and passion and creativity. Like, do you, did, what was that path like for you in finding your own lane? You know, it is it is truly a path of surrender. And that is not something that I have been able to do easily in the past. I mm. will admit, I'm the first person to admit that um, I have been a control freak about how <laughs> my life would go. And I think that control was truly trying to um, meet other people's expectations, like you were saying, of like what we think we should be, you know, what mm -hmm. um, what my family thinks I should be, what friends might think I should be, what society tells us we should be. And yeah. I said, well, I this is what I have to be. This is this is what everybody said I should do next. And because I could not surrender to what I wanted, it was miserable every step of the way. <laughs> so mm -hmm. there's something about stepping back and saying like, okay, this isn't for me. Let me find what is. And kind of allowing spirit to guide you yeah. to what your purpose is that is really freeing because truly, if you can surrender to that higher knowing, there's yeah. so much less resistance. You're causing yourself so much less stress and you can actually, again, find some joy in that process, that, that discovery, that newness. And so I feel like my process was very much like that I you know I came through to energy work through um, a very dear friend of mine one of my best friends who had actually taken some some um, sessions with a Reiki practitioner and loved it and she said you should do this and I was like oh girl I don't know about that because I just I something instinctively made me bristle and I didn't know what but I realized now it was deep down I knew it would change me and I didn't want to do it I wasn't mm -hmm. ready for the change an inconvenience huh 100% an inconvenience because then it meant I had to I, it meant mm -hmm. I had to look at myself it meant yeah. I had to look at all of my basket of things that I was like I don't want to look at that and I knew it would just unearth a whole new person and I was not ready but when I did it you once you see it and once you feel it you're like well I don't know how I can go back after this and that was it was the surrender in it all that truly mm -hmm. led me to where I am now oh the surrender mm -hmm. <laughs> it is it is tough it is it's not for the faint of heart but I'm so glad that I did surrender I'm so glad you did too because yeah. 
that's how we landed here because you yes. surrendered. Um, I believe surrender in our own walks of life is what connects us and brings us back to our soul tribe. Um, because on the other side, on the other part of the world, in another state, down the street, around the corner, somebody is also surrendering. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is important to remember because we, we often forget or think that we are unraveling mm-hmm. and breaking open by ourselves. Like, like the sun is literally just beaming on me. It's on my back. Mm-hmm. It's, you know... It's shining on my head. It's it's blocking my like it's it's just happening to me. Um, specifically for those of us in the community of service and healing, it can be a lonely lens. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah, it truly um, can. Have you have you experienced that? In all honesty, and I know you're going to be honest. <laughs> you you know I have. <laughs> You know I have, and yeah. you know, and more times than 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 once, more than once have I experienced it. Even just you know, of course, with with everything um, that happened this past year, and processing all of that, there were many times where I truly had to kind of shut everything out and really go deep within, do a deep dive into myself to figure out what the lesson and things were. And, and say, instead of saying, why is this happening to me? Like, truly, what, what am I supposed to get out of this as an individual? Because it's happening to everyone. Mm-hmm. And, but, and there are many times where I, I, I can almost recognize it coming because things <laughs> just start to, you know, things start to pile up. Yeah. become more stressful and it, it, it's the universe trying to get my attention like okay there's something here go you got to dig deep down into this yeah. you, you know and whether it be a trigger or whether it be just something going on you know in our collective there are many times where I've had to say there is something here I'm supposed to take away and I can't hear unless I go deep within I can't hear unless I go deep within there you go okay I'm write that down as Oprah would say, tweet, tweet. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's a gem. I love I, that. I've, I've come to truly value that time with myself. It's the, um, I, I, I got to get to your story, Madison, but this is, it's just so juicy right now. Your, your lens of not being able to hear unless you go deep within what that calls to me, that calls for, solitude Mm -hmm. and intentional anchoring and separation in the black church we would call that holiness right to be Mm -hmm. set apart as well um what is comforting and sometimes disheartening is to see how we ebb and flow from accepting and resisting that and not just like personally but our reflections outside of ourselves. So I'm going back to my timeline, like how many times I see throughout the day where people are either shaming Mm -hmm. solitude um, or Mm -hmm. like overcompensating for their Mm -hmm. solitude or, Mm -hmm. you know, giving all these disclaimers, like you don't have to announce that you're going to retreat. And I feel like part of that is, for the acceptance and the permission that people are seeking that something is wrong with me or, you know, I'm, I'm not like everybody else and I don't absorb and observe the way everyone else does. And, and so you, you get into this groove of, um, 
of feeling bad. Right. And I want nothing more each time I see it than to reach out through my phone, through the screen and to be like, baby girl, baby boy, like your solitude is gold. It's medicine. Like you're allowed as many times as often as you need to unplug and to do it without an announcement. 100%. Right. So in your work, now I'm going to (laughs) go. There's the doorway. Now I'm going to go in. In your work of energy healing, because that's what it is. That's, That's my lens of what Reiki looks and feels like. We're walking through this dimension of frequencies and vibration and energy that's on a different plane and we invite that into this plane into 3d and we usher ourselves and others into permission into solitude um what happened in your life that led you to this type of service to yourself and to others motherhood motherhood happened Mm. and I would describe it as feeling for a very long time like I was standing on the edge of something ready to fall over into it into a Mm -hmm. space and not knowing what is in that space and motherhood was truly like a push off a cliff and not in, in a scary way but in an exhilarating way And it is truly the mirror that reflected everything that I needed to know about myself Mm -hmm. back to me. And that journey of motherhood made me see so many things about myself I did not see before. My capability, my strength, um, my ability to be that soft place without feeling like it was weakness. Um, You know, I, I think that for many people who do what we do, that softness that we feel is perceived sometimes as weakness. Mm. And that was a message I heard frequently growing up. And I really had to unpack why. And I realized what a gift it was because there is enough hardness in our world. There's enough edge. And that wasn't what I wanted to be. What I wanted to be for my boys is I have two young boys, especially because they are black boys, was to be a softness for them. But I could not do that until I could do the same for myself. Truly. Yeah. And yeah. and I was very hard on myself at the beginning stages of motherhood. And it was a matter of saying, I need help. I can caretake all day, but I also need to be taken care of. And yes. when when there was no one there in my mind, you know, like, oh, nobody, nobody is helping me, you know, having, <laughs> having that kind of mentality. And I'd say, well, you know, no one's going to know unless I speak up and I say something. Right. I need help. I'm tired right. today. I don't want to do that today. You know, what do I need? What do I need more of? What do I need less of? And if no one was going to ask me, I had to check in with myself. It was a big deal for me. And I had not ever done that before. Okay. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Let's let's open this up a little bit more. If no one is going to ask me, I have to check in with myself. Oh, gosh. Okay. I just have to take a 
a minute. <laughs> that's, that's, that hit my chest really hard. There's these ongoing lessons that come um, for healers and creatives and, you know, just entrepreneurs as a whole. Uh, you see life and things from a different lens because you've made a very radical choice. And the radical choice is that I'm going to go against the grain and create, not just create a lane or a path of my own, but be, fall into source energy, but also be the source of my own joy and happiness. Mm -hmm. And so while on the surface, that is delicious and juicy and, and all of that at the root do you know how excruciating <laughs> <laughs> that is every single day to wake up and choose like you have to remember nobody's going to come wake me up mm -hmm. um, and nobody's going to fix my tea and if you do have a, a love lovers and children in your space that you know will anticipate your needs um, that's beautiful, but to be honest, nobody can anticipate your need like you. Right. No one can identically care for you the way that you care for you. That's right. When you're opening this concept up to um, yourself and to others in the service of energy work, um, motherhood happened, and that's where the story medicine began for you. Uh, how does motherhood connect it to um, the excruciating part of this continue to open up in your sessions? You know, I, I always like to say that this is truly the start for, for me anyway, and for many other people of learning to reparent yourself <clears throat> and recognizing what, what needs that you might not have had met in the way that you wanted or needed when you were younger and how that plays out in your adult years and in, in your parenthood, in that journey for you and, and making a conscious decision to work on it and not carry that into your relationship with whoever you're, you're caretaking for. And it's really hard because it, you know, unfortunately comes with having to view those, some of those unpleasant things and some unpleasant memories, but then saying, okay, well, now that I know the root of that, mm. mm -hmm. is this a story that I know to be true? Do I need to carry this with me? Do I need to carry it? Cause it's very heavy. <laughs> where can I put it down and where can I start to give myself what I need? And really unpacking what all of that means to reparent yeah. yourself. And that sometimes it looks like spoiling yourself yeah. and, and, you know, inviting some luxuriousness into your life and, and giving yourself, you know, some decadence. It, it, you know, it, it requires that, but it also requires things that, that feel more like parenthood. Telling yourself you need to eat better. Mm -hmm. Telling yourself, you know, you don't need to hang out with those people. They're not the best for you. Mm -hmm. <laughs> All mm -hmm. of those things that you would expect a parental figure to tell mm -hmm. you that you needed to hear. Mm -hmm. And it's not always fun to, to, to do that, to reparent, because you're hearing a lot of that. Like, I don't really, you know, I, but I like those people. They're fun though. You know, or I yeah. like, I like these bad habits because they're, they're still fun, you know, or this is what I'm used to. It is who, you know, I am who I am and it is what it is. All of those like 
little excuses that we kind of make for ourselves. And right. so sometimes reparenting is not fun, but it's necessary. It's necessary for you to clean out some of those wounds right. and move forward. Therein lies the discipline. Adulting. Yes. yes. Mm. And listen, Adulting. I, I, I struggle to adult <laughs> all the time. <laughs> if we're honest with ourselves, we all do because yeah. as adults, we're literally just, you know, children mm-hmm. living out our adult lives or adults living out our childhood, whichever way you yes. choose to look at it. Um, we are all constantly in, uh, I don't want to say in conflict, although it could feel like that, but the surrender is what brings the ease in the path of least resistance. It's just awareness, not resisting. Even if I notice I'm lazy, I'm hard-headed, I'm a perfectionist, I'm a control freak. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> this, this is me. I, yeah, <laughs> I, you know, I, I could be easily irritated when I don't eat as when I'm supposed to. Um, I, I'm prone to headaches when I don't hydrate myself. Um, you know, all, like recognizing patterns yes. is a part of adulthood and nourishment. I love that um, the way that we service others as healers is a constant mirror and reflection for us. Can yes. you take me into a session? And I want, I want a specific session. I want a session where you were in service to someone else and it knocked the wind out of you because you, you also saw yourself. You also experienced, you also heard, you also, uh, you were also given permission. Um, have you had in a session or any kind of exchange like that? Oh, wow. I, you know, I say every session, I, there's always something that I take away. And that's mm-hmm. the beauty of the thing I love about um, the clients that I have. They're just incredible people. And they're, I always say ordinary, extraordinary, everyday people who are truly extraordinary people. Yeah. And I have had one of my favorite groups of people to work with are our mothers and our women, because there is this very big overarching theme of overgiving. Mm. And it is something that I'm always working to keep in balance in myself. And so sometimes I will get someone that gives me what I need in their healing. So I do recall a session with a really beautiful client who in, in the midst of the pandemic, really anchored into her work. And there were so, I mean, you know, that's a massive transition of being in the office every day to then just being solely online, having to revamp how we work. And I think that she was putting in so many systems to keep everything running the way it did before. And she was overworking herself and she yeah. was frustrated because other people were not seeing it at, to be as necessary as she was. And she just wanted to keep the well-oiled machine running, but other people were not falling suit the way she wanted. And I could see that um, play out in the energy around her throat chakra, around her heart chakra. And it was almost like a whirling or, or a, a Doppler <laughs> effect of searching for things to revamp, searching for things to bring into her control. And what came from that session was saying, Hey, like you are tired and you're stressed <laughs> and your, your intentions are good. 
Yeah. And it's a shame that, that you're not getting the appreciation that you feel you should deserve, but also understand that you don't have to be doing this all. You don't have to carry this all. Mm-hmm. And while the intentions are good, you might also just be creating more resistance because right now what is meant to happen is for you to fall back. Yeah. Give, give up the things that you cannot control so that you can focus on what you can And they were personal things. And so, you know, knowing that sometimes we might be trying to hold on to the reins very tightly in a way of avoiding Mm -hmm. what we need to do personally. And and what that judgment feels like when you feel like you're not doing what you should be doing for you, there's there's a little bit of judgment there. And so I say, you know, without judgment, what can you give yourself more of? Like, what do you really need to be focused on without saying, oh, I dropped the ball on this or I'm not doing enough here. Forget all of that. Just you as a human being who is deserving of having that rest and that recuperation and of processing everything going on in your own time. Can you put that other stuff down? Mm. Put it down and allow yourself to say, what do I need right now? Because I can't control anybody else, but I can give myself what I need. Yeah. Is that selfish or self-care or both? You know, selfish has such a, a bad connotation. I think there are, you know, ways in which, you know, selfishness is, is terrible, of course. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, but, but truly, if it's intentional, if, if you know that you're causing more harm to yourself by continuing down a path of overwork, Mm-hmm. That it is in your best interest, in your self care, to reel it in and put it down. Yeah. At least for a little while, so that you can get refocused and regrounded on what truly is important. And it's not always somebody else's needs. It's not always our nine to five or our, our jobs. It is, you know, if you are, they always say this if you're not, you know, if your cup is empty. Right. What good are you to the people that you want to be in service to? (laughs) Can you tell me uh, what is Reiki? Uh, Life changing. (laughs) (laughs) Life changing. It is a beautiful, holistic Japanese healing method. And what it does is brings into balance our energy field and our chakra system. Mm -hmm. It is a way to go deeper and rebalance the things that might be creating stress or disharmony in our body that create those aches and pains, that sleeplessness, that anxiety. And it is a way to hold space and look at the origins and roots of that and bring that energy back into balance and provide us with relief. I love that. There's this beautiful spiritual component. There's, there is an emotional component, a physical component because they all work together to make mm-hmm. us our best selves. And so connecting with that higher self is, is what Reiki has done for me and, and can do for others. As a receiver Um, And I'm speaking to those who have not experienced Reiki, that have been scrolling and saving and (laughs) screenshotting and 
you know, you're, you might be at a place where you're drawn to certain things that you don't necessarily understand. You might be heavy, heavy into um, whatever your religious practice is, whether you're a church girl uh, or a choir boy, whatever that looks like. Um, and uh, there's a lot of questions surrounding this and questions which uh, sometimes can be rooted in fear <laughs> because of a lack of information right. and understanding. Can you maybe speak to some of those fears? Um, energy work, energy healing, and Reiki. Uh, what is it not? Um, and, and why it doesn't have to be approached from a place of fear? So the beautiful thing about Reiki is that it is practiced and received by people everywhere. And it is a method of laying hands or light touch that has been practiced in so many cultures for longer than any of us have been around. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's an old, um, it is an old way of, of healing. You know, Jesus laid his hands and healed other people and not to equate ourselves, you know, with that, but that method of energy healing is so prevalent in many cultures and people from many different religions receive it. And when people are often curious about what energy is, it is the, it is what fills the space in between. It is an everything. And I have many people um, that are clients that are of, several different backgrounds and the wonderful thing about it is that there is some sort of energy work in almost every single major religion at the very least and so it, what it isn't is um, a form of witchcraft or spell work um, which there's nothing wrong with being witchy I'm pretty witchy myself <laughs> <laughs> you know but it is not as I think it is often associated with those things mm -hmm. but it, it, it does not have to be under any circumstances it is something that can be practiced by anyone because it does not serve one particular religion it is that of, of a higher power which many of us believe in yeah. and i've had many clients that um are not necessarily in it for the spiritual benefits but maybe to just relieve some pain or yeah. or discomfort and you know that's fine too if that's where they want to take it even though i know how interconnected these things are and they often come to see that on their own it's not something that is practiced by just one group of people. It is something truly for, for everyone. It's a beautiful tool to have in your tool belt to combat that fatigue, that stress, that sleeplessness, body aches and pains, mm -hmm. and just the, the general discomfort of just being sometimes and help us work through some of those things in a, in a way that is gentle. That's, that's, Beautiful and inclusive, and I think um, specifically because I'm and I'm I'm more biased to this because of my background, being integrative medicine, acupuncture, and herbs. So I'm mm -hmm. heavy into East Asian and East African healing modalities, and what I I believe is a part of my life's mission is to shed light as a, the connector that I am to shed light on these various modalities of healing that are inclusive. Um, I think in especially demographics that we're familiar with, uh, things that may not be easily accessible are assumed to be a luxury. Mm 
Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. Mystical and mysterious <laughs> and witchy <laughs> and, <Sorry>. and, and, <laughs> and woo-woo. Um, and to be honest, it, it, this this really could take a whole nother podcast just talking about oh, witchy indeed. and woo-woo. I think I'm, <laughs> I'm, I might just do a live talking about witchy and woo-woo. And, and that's going to be the title, Witchy and Woo-Woo. It is all um, encompassing. <laughs> yes, all encompassing, and really just to shed light on how it, it shows up. Witchy shows up in every single body's. Oh my goodness! Life, like you don't even know some of the rituals and patterns yes. that you're doing. Yes, all of these things that are rooted in cultural and family pathological stu- superstitions. Mm-hmm. Um, it falls into witchy and woo woo. Okay, I'm getting off because. Oh, I love it. Yes. <laughs> oh, but I love it. I feel myself. I feel my help, as my granny girl would say. And I'm I'm a, I'm a backup out of there. <laughs> um, but yes, it's it's an inclusive medicine, I believe. Reiki energy healing is an inclusive medicine um, that makes room for everybody, and there is a seat at the table. Uh, and, and you are also the table. So there's yes. that. There's that thing. Crystal, um, I'm, I'm so honored the way this unfolded. And I'm always open as well to being surprised and just wooed by the universe. I have a saying um, that I tell my clients to repeat to themselves that the universe is in love with me. Oh. That's beautiful. The universe is in love with me. And the proof in that is in the connections that I make. Like the proof is literally every single day is, is in the, the, the things that I eat, is in the, the network that I have, is in you know, also my net worth <laughs> as well. <laughs> <laughs> the universe is in love with me. Um, can you expound on that from your specific lens mm. and how the universe is loving on you right now, present day? Oh, it's so delicious. I love that so much. You know, the universe loves on me by giving me everything I need. I want for nothing. Mm. You know, everything that I need, I have it. I have a beautiful support system. Uh, you know, I, at the beginning of this journey, I prayed for community. Mm. And I'm so glad that in almost every turn, every level, I have found that community. I'm so grateful for it. And that is such nourishment for me to be in community with others around this work. Yeah, I have all my needs met. I have the good food I like to eat. I have my (laughs) herbs, you know, I have a beautiful family for which I'm very grateful. And I have the space and time. I have the space and time to continue to grow on this path. And it unfolds before me every day. (sighs) And thank you for unfolding. (laughs) Thank you for giving yourself permission to do this again, because this is what gives us access to you. Yeah. It's been a pleasure. It's been a pleasure. I yes. love it. I love all of it. <laughs> okay. Before you go, I want to talk about access, further access to you. Um, how can people access? How can they reach you? What are the steps that they need to take to book a session to get into your vortex? Um, and where? Where do they need to go? 
You can always visit me on Instagram at Temple Honey Healing. And you can visit my website, www.templehoneyhealing.com, where I talk a little bit more about my path, about how I use the modality of Reiki and tarot, particularly together. Mm. And hopefully soon you will be able to find me practicing in, in a space in Columbia, Maryland. I'm really excited that that is in the works and, and a blessing coming down the pipeline. Yes. So I, I cannot wait to be working with people again. But in the meantime, I'm always available online at those two spaces. And I would love to talk further. Awesome. Since I literally it slipped my mind because everything else was so juicy I wanted to to really segue and introduce the tarot in there somehow can you will you do you have the capacity to pull a card for us and right now on the spot (laughs) let me get let me get my deck look we got time because because this is a podcast yes (laughs) let, let me get my deck and let me see yeah. what I got cooking over here. Yeah, we, we want a general, general energetic reading. And um, this is for you who are listening. It doesn't matter where you are and what you're doing in physically or in your headspace or in your body. If you are open to this, this is let's let's let this be our meditation today. And we openly and gladly receive from Crystal. Oh. Let me shuffle here. I just ask the divine to guide my cards and give us a message what we might need to know here in this moment. Mm. Mm. I have here the death card. Oh, <laughs> and there it is. transformation and you know what I always believe when I see this card it is the falling away of our old selves yes that process that needs to happen in order to reveal that shiny and new part of ourselves and allowing what doesn't serve us anymore to fall away Mm. It's not as scary. Yes. It's not as scary. It's, it can be scary. It can be intimidating, but it doesn't mean literal death, you know? (laughs) And I always say it's, it's the falling away. It is the transformation into a new person. The leveling up no longer serves what doesn't belong. Mm. It's growth. It is growth. It is growth. And you know why growth happens? Because something has died. That's why there is a falling off. There is a shedding. We can get heavy into the snake medicine and the shedding of the skin Ooh. as well. And oh my gosh, just on time. I feel like this card was for me. So I'm, I'm going to be selfish in this moment. <laughs> and, and, and thank you for this message. But I feel like I've been talking about this since I left Texas and, and finished the retreat. Snake medicine and allowing yourself to evolve or die. This is one or the other. Like you yes. have to, you have to, you have to surrender to that. Death is not the end. It is you begin again each time. Ah, oh, Crystal, thank you That's for fine. this. Gratitude you. for you, for your existence, for your work, for the way that you show up as a mother, as a lover, as a servant, as a caretaker. 
just as a human that is being and allowing and we honor you and the baby in the back. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, ooh, were you on the phone? <laughs> Thank you so much, Kara. This has truly been a joy. And I'm so grateful that our paths have crossed. I'm learning so much from you all the time. Oh, thank you. All right. Until next time, uh, we will announce when that part two is going to happen. And until then, I want you to stay lifted and I want you to be well. Later, Crystal. Likewise. Take care. Take care.